Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, welcome, welcome. Welcome to episode 114. Um, of the Property Magicians podcast. If you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makwakwa. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so they can find love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. I'm also the co-founder of the Property Magicians Stockfile and the founder of Wealthy Money and the host of the show. With me is my incredible and brilliant co-host. Hi, Devin. I am Dr. Miranda, um, Prop Doc Mom. I am Prop Doc Mom on Facebook and Dr. Miranda underscore Prop Doc Mom on Instagram. I am a property investor, doctor and mom, and I'm a property mentor for beginner property investors. So this is the love of my life. The podcast is, is my hobby <laughs> and my job. <laughs> Isn't it just so? It is so awesome. It is such. It's the easiest thing to do for me in my life. I swear to God, it's like (laughs) I've never loved anything like this podcast. So today, guys, we have got an incredible, incredible guest. Really love his story, and he shares about his stupidity of youth. That's what he called it, and that's how he started (laughs) in property, and. Just an incredible story that you are going to learn from. And I just love how he tells the truth of a, and you know, it's a normal investing story. Honestly, people who, who invest in shares will tell you their story of loss and major gains and loss again and major gains. And, and you know, the, the, the little faults that you do in between in your investment journey. So you are in for a good ride a property developer and a property manager um, Madimba of Madimba Properties. Incredible podcast. A really, really incredible podcast. Uh, but before we jump into that podcast, we just want mm-hmm. to remind you guys that we are sponsored by the Property Magician Stockfile. As you all know, we used to be called the Wealthy One Stockfile, but the previous episode, we've explained our name change. You can find us on Stockfella. So if you go on the Stockfella app, go download the Stockfella app on Google Play, Huawei, uh, on Huawei, it's Petal Search, and on iStore. And you can look for Property Magician Stockfell. If you are based in Swaziland, Lesotho, Namibia, and South Africa, then you can use the Stockfell. Then you can use the Stockfell app to join the Stockfell. Otherwise, if you're not based in any of these countries, you can go to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell. Stockfell is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L. And you yeah. can learn how to join the Stockfell if you're in other countries. We have investors from all over the world. We've already raised up to 2.6 million, over 2.6 million rand, which is just, I guess, close to $200,000 since mm-hmm. we launched in 
August 2021, and we're recording this in March 2022. So it's been an incredible journey. We'd love you to be part of this journey and start investing in property. So without further ado, let's introduce you guys to Matimba. So welcome to the show, Matimba. It's so good to have you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Okay, so can you please tell us uh, about yourself? Who are you as a soul? How, you do, how do you define yourself as a soul? And what do you do? Well, um, I'm a Soweto-born um, okay. entrepreneur slash um, father slash husband mm-hmm. slash um, journey of discovery Sledge, um, <laughs> I like um, person. Okay. I, I really started off um, growing up in my father's business. My father, well, my parents were both business people in their own right, but mm-hmm. my father was a demolisher. So he used to de- break down buildings. Oh, oh. okay. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, for as long as I can remember, I've been working for my father. I started working there, I think, from the moment we could crawl. It was, my father believed in um, ensuring that every person in his household is able to start working from an early age. So Mm, I started off um, sweeping the floors, uh, accompanying him to meetings and so on and so forth and in 1984 my father opened what i believe would have been the first furniture manufacturing company in south africa for a black person yeah Uh, where was this it was it was in number 66 pym street just next to the market theater as you are going to I see that. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Number 66, Pym Street. Um, <laughs> well, well, that's where, that, that's where, that's where, that was the second location because his first location was in an old African neighborhood and they chased him out because, well, it was still during apartheid, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, yeah. In that yard, he used to sell secondhand building material that he got from ah. from uh, from demolishing old buildings. Right. So mm. uh, the whole recycling thing, repurposing of of or office furniture and and buildings and and windows and doors and bricks and all that was not in fashion then. But um, he then he did it. He then he then mm-hmm. saw saw a, a gap because he was getting timber mm-hmm. Aplang, mm-hmm. from 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 old houses, beautiful timber called Oregon pine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was surprised all the time he would have that timber. An Africana guy would come and buy the timber from him. And one day he asked one of his employees, What is what is this guy doing with this timber? And the guy said right. to him, we make furniture out of it. Ah. 
and and that's how and that's how he opened what was called Rishile Oregon Pine in 1984. Start by buying a roof off over your head, or how did you even get into real estate? Um, how 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 do you end up on our podcast? It's a real estate so, podcast. So it's always been mm-hmm. my dream. I mean, I would go to my father with my father on weekends and public holidays and school holidays, and you would see him bringing down these beautiful houses because mm. you would demolish six, seven of them because developers wanted to build townhouses, you know, or office oh. parks in these beautiful oh. big suburbs. Yeah. Northern suburbs of, of Johannesburg and Gauteng. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And every Saturday, my father would buy the Saturday Star. And mm. back in the days, the Saturday Star would have property sections. Property sections. Yes. And I said, hmm, one day I'd like to own one of those. Yeah. And then, and then when I when I when I went to university, I I came up with an idea. I said to my father, you know, you need to build yourself rooms for for your pension because yeah, you have a mm. pension fund. And I don't know if I had read it somewhere or what, but I can't remember how it came to me, but. I think it must have been a, a passage I'd read from Robert Kiyosaki's book or somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. landlord, landlords make money in their sleep, you know? I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my father, well, my father didn't listen to me. He, he, was, uh, he was stuck in his ways. He said, no, he's a demolisher. And he loved it so much that he said, no, that's all he wanted to do. And I promised myself that wow. when I start working, when I when I have an income, I would go into property. Okay. And uh, in particular, I would build township rooms, you know? Okay. Mm, wow. And so, and so fast forward, fast forward, yeah. 2009, I get a good job. I've uh, now finished my, my, my varsity and I'm starting to work. And I bought my first property, which was a roof under my head. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2010, I bought mm-hmm. my second property. I got a lump sum uh, somewhere and I decided, no, I want to use that money to buy my, I bought my, my first flat, you know. Okay. I, bought, I bought it through an auction. Okay. Wow. Very brave. <laughs> yes, for a first property, uh, an, an auction. Yeah, yeah I, it, I, I was lucky. I bought it through an auction. The flat was dilapidated. Uh, it hadn't been occupied for a long time. I bought it through an auction. I renovated the flat. I petitioned the flat. And I had tenants staying in the flat. Wow. Um, yeah. And basically, that was the beginning of my journey. 2011, 2012. I had an idea because... I was attending my post-grad and 
uh, and I was in Harankua one day, and I thought to myself, Harankua sounds like a nice township to mm, mm. establish yourself because the university is really migrating. It yeah. was during the time where they had what they call institutional migration or institutional integration, where they were mm. trying to uplift former black universities, you know? Mm. Yes. So again, there, I, I just woke up one morning, Saturday. I said, no, let me drive around the township. Let me right. see what I can get in this township. And I drove around and uh, uh, lo and behold, I, I, uh, there was a guy selling, selling a, a 780 square meter four-room house, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and I didn't have any money. And then I went through my credit card, bought that property using my credit card. Wow. <laughs> uh, and you do all the things, all the things that are the don'ts. And he does them. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. My, my, yeah. I, I did a, I did a, a quick calculation. Um, and I thought to myself, if I were to build, if I were to buy this house um, with the yard that it has and build about 14 rooms, I'll be able to make twice as much. I'll be able to pay off my 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 bond and my uh, my my the credit card. Oh, that is wow. awesome. So I know that I was putting myself in trouble. <laughs> Tell us more of about course. that. We love credit card stories. So and you I, buy with a credit card. How did you think you were going to build these rooms? That should be interesting. Well, I I didn't think that at that point. I thought that I would. Um, <laughs> I you you know. Coming from a family that's risk uh, averse, you know, my father yeah. was very averse. Mm. And my my brothers are all in business. I thought to myself, one way or the other, I'm going to make it, you know. Yeah. And I was working for government, so there was no way I was going to get fired from my job. And um, I, and I was I was earning quite a good salary at that point. Um, yeah. And I and I said to myself, look, whatever happens, this property will be in my name, and uh, I'll I'll survive. And and to tell you the truth, uh, it's been uh, almost ten years now since I had that property, and uh, and, and I'm grateful I did buy it. I've paid off the credit card. I no longer owe, owe anything on it. Yeah, I've bought, yeah. I've, I've, built, I've built the amount of cottages that I wanted to build on it. Yeah. Uh, wow, congratulations. And I'm still receiving the, the the passive income from the property. Okay. Nice. Right. Okay, so tell us about that journey because usually there's often a story with the first development and the property mm. that all our guests tell us. So you said something interesting. You said, little did I know I was putting myself in trouble. What were you referencing there? What was that in reference to? So, so, so the, first, the first year, year and a half, two years, really nothing happened on that property. Wow. Nothing, nothing happened. It, it was just sitting there. But you had the credit card debt. I had the credit card debt. I was paying it off. And I got uh, two of my friends to partner up with me to help me build the property 
uh, well, built a few rooms. We got together. The relationship didn't go well. I lost a friend. Plus, I lost a business partner. Um, oh. And I learned my lesson then. I was, uh, I was, I was banned very badly. Yeah. I got banned very badly. Yeah. I then decided that I'm going to wait it out. And lucky for me, I had family members who really could come to a part to the party. And my aunt and my brother, who were almost in the same business as my father, were able to supply me with secondhand building material okay. from the beginning to the end. Wow. Um, and I could pay them off little by little. So I had saved on one of the biggest cost drivers, which was uh, building material. Building material. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Wow. And I, I built all, all my properties using secondhand building material as much as I can. Wow. I actually have a friend in Cape Town that does the exact same. And she was telling me that she flips houses. And she said, this is how she does this is how she's able to make a lot of money on flips is mm. that she uses secondhand building materials. I didn't think much of it because she told me this about two, three years ago, but Misa, that's an angle for a podcast interview to really explore. But let me tell you something else that you are doing here, Vangile, though. Um, did you not finish your mom's house on that street that is full of antiques? That is so weird. We keep coming, we keep Flipping back to the yes. to the flipping. Go on, Matimba. She 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 does this thing. She does this thing. <laughs> it's such yeah. an emotional journey for me because I listen to her all the time do that. And you need to know how to pick things in a street mm. like that. It's like secondhand shopping uh, of building yeah. material. It 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 requires a, a certain level of patience that I necessarily don't have, <laughs> and that is. And that I is love just, it. Yeah, I mean, it blows my mind. So you, <laughs> so you had a you, you your financial plan actually did work out. But yeah. you, did you know that you were doing de development at the time, Matimba? Did you have any fears and doubts about building? You know, strange enough, there was no no fear in my mind. Sure. In, wow. in my mind, I think that is the stupidity of youth or something or the I know, right? <laughs> I was uh, I was I was in my very early 30s right yeah and, and to me this was an adventure yeah it was something that I just done uh, and and it, because because of the passion I had for what I was doing then I didn't think mm -hmm. twice yeah 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 that's so nice that is that amazing is, yeah i didn't think twice you know um so for me for me the journey the journey was worth it because i, I at that point really I, I i i didn't have a wife i was i although i had i had, I had a child i was just i was just playing to my to my instincts yeah and yeah and I had used all the lessons my, my parents taught me about business, about, about 
perseverance, about going yeah. for what you want and being persistent. I used all of that. Yeah. Mm. I was actually about to say, you said something very interesting and critical. Um, you said you grew up around entrepreneurs. And so, and I always talk about this, that through osmosis, we pick up things. Me I too. didn't realize how much I picked up from my parents' entrepreneurial journey until mm. after my first business failed. And then I just started going back to what I had seen them do that mm. really, really helped me. So I think the, that also plays such a key role when you've mm. been, when you've just grown up around it and around you it. don't even know what you've been picking up, but it's small things that other people that haven't grown up in an entrepreneurial household will not always know will these things. Always. It's just small habits. Yeah, which brings me to the next question, Ben. Such an important point you're making. So Matimba, you don't grow around people who say, let's go to the bank, let's borrow this, let's borrow that. So it was not even in your mind to say you could borrow money for development or you could borrow money to buy this house or not to buy this house. So the bank was not involved at all in that first development you did. No, no, they were not. The bank was not involved um i mean the but obviously financing institutions or other ways of financing came into my life later on uh, later as, on as, as i was growing but also the um, concept of a property stock fell came to me okay as mm. crowdfunding as as i was um, right investing into my journey trying to find the way of really not going through the banks you know because sure, sure. Um, I've had to come up with creative ways of building and growing and expanding. Yeah, you. I'm and so excited right now. <laughs> I started. I started. I started looking for like-minded people, like-minded uh, people who, who, who were in the same journey. Facebook was becoming a bit famous then, so sure. I would always look for property investors on Facebook. And one day, I came across a group called. SA Investment Institute or something, yeah. South African invest, property investors, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I attended the session one day, and the first time I attended, it was very nice. It was very nice to know people that I'm not the crazy one. There are people like me who also <laughs> want, you know, what I want, what I'm looking for. I then met up uh, with a few other people. We are going through the same journey. We had lunch, we had coffee, we got to know each other. And then we moved on to the second development, you know. I moved on to the second mm. development with them. Whilst I was also busy buying up properties on the other side, they we were experimenting what it could be when two, four, five individuals came together with the common vision of investing in real estate. Mm. and we would we, we started flipping then with with these individuals buying fixing selling buying fixing selling and it worked very well for a number of years and i would then take the profit and put it back into whatever development i was busy with at the time you know okay mm. so so the flipping worked well in terms of ensuring that we have cash flow but also ensuring that I could 
you know, learn from other people and their experiences. Um, I then moved on to my second project. Also, I went to an auction, um, bought a property. I got banned uh, via the auction process, but went back what again. Happened? So, so I, I bought a property with the intention of flipping it, you know? Right, right. And I didn't pay for the full um, the full amount for the property. Okay. So oh. I thought I thought I would buy the property, renovate it, and flip it within six weeks. Yeah. Know? Ah. It didn't happen that way. Of course. Matimba. Yeah. Oh, him. Yeah. Uh, oh, he had muted himself. So. You sorry, said sorry, the I last to, we heard was. I need to take that call. I don't know okay, if I should take. Sorry. No, no. You know what? Let's continue. I, I won't take the call. We'll just finish up and and I'll wrap it from there. So yeah, I flipped okay. and then it didn't go well. I lost a lot of money. I went back. I flipped. I was successful at that, at that in, the, in that process. Mm. So uh, I I've lost a lot of money. I must say, but I've also yes. made. A lot. Yes. Hitting mm. the call. Yes, I no, think he got no. He's still here. So, um, <laughs> I like that you that you talk about that, uh, Matimba. I was actually about the fact that like you've lost a lot of money and you've made a lot of money because I think most people only think that when you get into property, you're gonna make money, right? Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. investment involves risk, and with risk comes some losses. Mm. No, it's true. It's very yeah. true. Um, uh, I mean, any business, any business that you get in, there's a chance that you might lose whatever you've made. You need to start from scratch, but it's a learning process. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, so, I mean, I've learned my lesson. I've been bent not once, but like a number of times. Uh, <laughs> and and, and, and that, that's a learning for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That is, I think that's so powerful. People need to hear that. So mm -hmm. yeah. how, how did you then move into full-time development? So you went into flipping and then you thought you'd flip in six weeks and you didn't. What did you do with that property? Well, it had to go back to the auction floor. Uh, wow. And your money uh, has, was in there. Are my you money was in there, and I lost. So you lost all. the money. Oh, he yes, lost. Yes, he lost yes. the property and the money, and it was yes. re-auctioned. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh! Wow! Wow! I like. I like that though, and because I know of a friend who went and bid for a for a property, but you signed some guarantees, isn't it? Firstly, he had paid a deposit of 50000 and then he, I don't know what the story was, but you need to bring, to, to come up with a deposit within a certain uh, time, so isn't it? You, you need to provide them, on, either you, you get a bank, you get Guarantee. a loan from the bank, or you, or you come up with a, with a balance of the cash, and I didn't at that point mm. yeah well he came yeah. with the guarantee and he was held on to the offer to purchase even though he actually failed to raise the rest of the money that's how he lost mm. his money mm. 
Yeah. Mm. So the sure. guarantee gets paid to the auctioneer and the deposit because now you are buying. So the offer to purchase stands as a contract and you couldn't get it out, even though the banking institutions couldn't give him money for that house. Yeah. So those wow. are the risks. Mm, those are the risks. So auctions can be very risky. They can. Yeah. They can. They can. You need to know what you're doing. Matimba, this is such a good learning though. But now you so so you you now you've gotten into 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 um development and now you are doing property management. How do you even land in property management? What makes you what makes one want to do property management? So the investors that I was selling to when oh. I was still f- flipping, we're mm-hmm. coming back to me and saying, look, Ash, we want someone to manage these properties for us. I see. We really don't want to get involved. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, one day I said to myself, well, I'm here. Why can't I do it for you? So. And I, I, I had to go back to school, get my NQF level five, level four. Yes. And, and I did that. And then once I've done that, I then had to go back and say, look, guys, I'm ready now. You can bring all your properties for me to manage. And okay. yeah, they did. They did. And we grew from about um, five five properties to about 24 in like six months. And, and we've been growing exponentially since then, you know. Okay. That's beautiful. <laughs> wow. But so, um, yes, go ahead, Levin. <laughs> so, I wanted to go back to this um, property financing and your partners in the property stock file. Is this how you've been doing your property development? Well, s- some, yes, but I must say we, we've had to go back to funding institutions. Okay. And, um, I'm not talking about banks. I'm talking about the other funding institutions like your business partners. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we had to ask them to come and apologies. I'm receiving calls. So, 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 so we have, have had to, we've had to uh, come up with those mechanisms. Okay. So you've had to ask them to come on board and partner with you. Correct. Correct. Mm, okay. That, that's actually interesting to note and good to note. Can I ask, are you guys just focused on township development or um, are you doing other types of development? What kind no, of development do. are you doing? No, no we, we, we're not doing other. We're, well, we're doing all kinds of developments. We don't restrict ourselves to townships. Okay. Uh, and CBD, we've got something going on in the uh, Pretoria CBD and in Joburg. We are uh, want to focus focus mostly on, on student student accommodation now uh, within within the Joburg and Tanya CBD. So um, we 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 try and diversify as much as possible where there are opportunities and the return on investment is is what we think it is. You know. Mm, okay. Yeah, that mm. makes a lot of sense. That's so amazing, though. That is so amazing. So, and the signs of um, development and property management, um, can you just tell us a little bit about property management? Is it the same? Is it? Can somebody say, ah, well, okay, I 
I can just do property management. I, I'll just open shop and say to people, I'll manage your properties. Completely different. Completely different. Mm -hmm. mostly, because, mostly because of the regulations that are put in place. Sure. The new Property Practitioners Act that was enacted this year is very strict on how you, you manage properties because you are dealing with people's finances, development, also a lot of uh, regulations and a lot of um, uh, uh, barriers to cross. So, so they are completely two different Sciences. Uh, uh, sciences. <laughs> and, I, and I must say, I am still learning to this day. Uh, I'm, I, I, I can't claim to know it all. So <laughs> for me, it's, it's just a learning process. Okay. Mm. Wow. Wow. I like that. <laughs> so who, as you are busy uh, doing your property development and you've got these partners, we're very interested. We're always asking people, how do you structure the deals under how do you yeah um, yes how do you do your structures because usually people would form a company and then invest under the company how are you guys doing it with your various partners in the stock file i then, some That's some it. of them some of them don't even they're just like oh Bangile, i like her she's my friend she's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's one, let's buy a house, Vanille. Let's buy a house, and then we buy a house, <laughs> and then you end up hating yeah. each other and end up losing friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, so when my, I started, when I started, we we were just I was doing partnerships based on 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 good intent. We didn't have a structure. There was no vehicle mm. to manage that, that process. But now. Mm -hmm. The process is much more formal. We set up a, a, a call. We we do memorandums of of incorporation. We set up a yeah. pre agreements. So so we're a bit more structured and formalized now, mm. more than we used to be. You know, so mm. the, the we 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 are able to say this is the agreement. This is the risk we are taking. So. Now, now we've got a, a much more formalized way of doing it. Mm. I like that. I like okay. that very much. And so there is there is a company that is formed. There is a memorandum of agreement. When do we sell? How do we sell? Oh. You sell to me first, or we decide yeah. to sell to the market and then we divide up the money. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. It's a it's the commonest. It it's the commonest question on, on, on property investment groups. How mm. should I buy? And if you think you look at my face and you think, ah, oh, yeah, no, I like Miranda. That's not how you <laughs> buy properties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this is great. Um, so, Martin, but my last question about property management, it's my, it's my common interest. I ran away from my own NQF uh, exam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What <laughs> in property management, what would you say are the biggest um, the top three or top five things that one needs to know about property management that you could give to someone? I think first of all, you must appreciate that you are dealing with not just people's monies, but you are dealing with their assets. Yeah. Uh, you need to appreciate yeah. that fact. Yeah. But also yeah. you need you I always say I handle each and every client 
for each and every property as if it was my own. Yeah. Yeah. So in some instances, the tenant would think that I own the property. That's how vigorous I am okay. and how, how conscious I am with, with the okay. management of the property. There right. are clients I've had I've I've had who have bought the property who haven't been there in years. In years they haven't yeah. been to their property. But because I have put up systems and mechanisms, I I manage those properties on their behalf. Sure. And uh, our relationship is so solid that the what they say they will get at the end of the month they they, they get. Okay. Yes. Um, I like this. Step number two, I think the second one would be to take care of the admin part. Yes. The admin part can be compromising if you don't Mm. handle it properly. Mm. I was never an admin intensive person. Yeah. But I have learned through the years to really yeah. focus on the admin part because if you don't you will find yourself in a lot of trouble yeah yeah that's great advice actually that is such great advice and also for the person yeah. who owns the asset right this is what they can use to get finance refinancing and also yeah. but for you as well it can have huge tax implications huge oh. huge burdens oh. yeah Oh my gosh, yeah. that's that's such good advice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah so I, I was going to say, I feel full, Mizo. Can we move on to the next segment of the show? I I, I really feel he's, he's he's giving us such such good such good insights, Matiba. This has been so great. Thank you so so much for this. Thank you, yeah. thank you, guys. It's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're moving on to the next segment of the show, guys. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hi, guys. Welcome to Magical Feedback. I, as usual, I'm going to have Mizo start us off with the takeaways. <laughs> I love Madimba's story. Where do I even begin? Um, I'm big. I'm big on this because when you are a um, a startup property investor, I tell you, please, if you can, just don't start with property development. It can turn you totally off uh, property investing. Mm. And that's exactly where Madimba went, right? Bought a house in Harampua yes. and built 14 rooms. And he learned the hard way that he didn't take that little time that he thought it would because he didn't know enough, actually. But he went and did development as a first, as a first thing to do. But there you are. Um, development is yeah. an advanced strategy. Nothing wrong with it. And nothing wrong with you have a house already and you put several units inside of that yard. Nothing wrong with it. It's just that there are just so many things involved. Making the plans, doing geo studies, making sure you, you, you mm. honor the municipality and you do rezoning and the contractor and, and. So there are too many things involved in development for a starter property investor. But 
you know, some people start there. There you go. Yes, definitely. I like that. I think mm-hmm. some people start there and he said it. He said it's the naivety mm-hmm. of youth, right? Yeah. You know, he didn't know what he didn't know. And sometimes that's the best thing, know. you know? know? So my first takeaway is basically for me, it's um, I keep, I love when we talk about looking at how people's families have and the kind of jobs that people did or businesses that families owned, how they then impact uh, the future generations. So mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. that Matimba was always around the building industry. And mm-hmm. just through that, he then got this interest. And we've had quite a few property investors on this show talk about how, oh, my dad was into this. My dad was a builder. My dad was a property investor. This, my parents did this. And so it basically then opens up doors or changes the vision of the future generation. And you can see how they take it to the next level. So my my takeaway is the importance of us becoming those ancestors because what we're doing is that future generations will come and look at this and say, Wow, Mizo, my grandmother Mizo was yeah, in property. My grand and, aunt. Mm. Yeah, and when mm. you're looking at this, it's like they are now doing way bigger deals on an international scale than we could have ever dreamt. But what so, we're doing right now is we're just planting the seeds and becoming those good ancestors. I was hoping you would do that takeaway because you just know how to how to unpack ancestral things. That, no, no, that is that is incredible. I mean, we can it can go either yeah. way. It can True. go totally wrong. That oh, mm. I saw my mother being an entrepreneur and she failed dismally, and mm. it's really you, it shies you or it scares you out of entrepreneurship, but. At the same time, it can give you courage like you can't believe that you can create your own money and yes. have money. Yeah. Yes, so I love I love that takeaway so, so much. Let's just talk about the other one that I really like. He's um the the the, the part where he speaks about buying property number two using credit card, the same one that he developed <gasps> in Kongua. And yeah. the credit card is such a contentious issue for, for most people. But when you are a savvy property investor, it can be your biggest savior as well. Mm. I mean, he bought the, the, the house on a credit card. There it was. It was paid up. And then he had to find money to develop. And, you know, he did it piecemeal, secondhand, and it took much, much longer. But he had the house and he still had his job. So he was able to pay off the credit card. And mm. one of our property investors here who, who did a short-term rental, an Airbnb, I can't remember what number Tandega was. She also used a, a, a credit to furnish the, the apartment that she, she did a short-term rental on. And I know several people who use their credit card. Yes. So the credit card is, the credit card is a, is not your answer for property investing. You you know, it's such a big risk. It's such yes. big interest and it can really sink you. Yeah, it can absolutely ruin your life. So 
only when you know what you're doing and where that money is going to come from. And for me, the interest rates of 25, 27% is ridiculous. So, but there you are. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But also, I guess if you Mm -hmm. have that vision and you're like, I can't afford to lose this opportunity, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. some people, it's worth the risk. For me, having gone through credit card debt, I know, I feel like I'm full. I've lived it for a lifetime. (laughs) No one can sell me a credit card, guys. Like, I know. have to do the most. But yeah. I think, again, these are individual choices because we are all different. Not everyone has my history and my story. And some people yeah. have had a really great experience with credit cards. So yeah. this is why, like, a lot of the stuff is very much individual. Individual. Individual choices. But also, I'm going to hop on about the financing factor. Yeah. Just my takeaway, the power of stock files, right? I know. Which is just, I mean, this is exactly why we started the Property Magician Stock File, is that Matimba realized that as an individual, he could only do so much and he could only access so much funding, right? But as a collective, we each bring our own little bits and pieces of money and it makes a sizable amount that you can do way more and you can grow quicker he just said that like you grow so much faster because you're a collective so for me and the other thing that he mentioned was the skills that come with that right because you've got all these different investors and everybody's learning and bringing their skill set to the table and so he was able to then grow and access new markets for me that is just beautiful because This is exactly our vision behind the Property Magician Stockfile is that we are constantly learning from other developers. And at the same time, we're also raising these funds, which honestly, 2.6 million in such a short space of time, we wouldn't have been able to do that as individuals, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And we can even sit here and joke and say, oh, guys, we can afford to go buy buildings now if we decide to ever take this money and we could start a company and go buy buildings but when you're on your own and you're one person to dream that big it takes a it could take doesn't i'm not saying that it's impossible but it could take a while to implement the dream you can have the dream but it can take you a while so the power of stockpiles is my takeaway it is so, so juicy. I really love that takeaway. <gasps> wow. So my third takeaway, again, I'm going to wear my hat as a property mentor. Property management is such a good science, Evangelia. Um, um, it's such a good place for someone to begin their property journey. Because mm. in property management, which is becoming an, a real estate practitioner, is such a good place to begin when you don't have a single cent. You don't know nothing about property. You walk Mm. into one of those big, big property houses, your whatever, your your, your remixes, your Rosens, your whatever, right? And you walk in there. The learning that is in there, you get you get taught how to property, um, how to manage rentals how to sell a house, what sells a house, what doesn't sell a house, the financing, wow. the conveyancing, the 
the, 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 um, the, the initiation of a bond. So there's nothing that you don't learn as a practitioner. So, you that know, is incredible. Um, it is incredible. So in a room with real estate practitioners, you'll find a 26-year-old and a 19-year-old wet behind the ears, never wet anywhere. You will find me, a 50-plus-year-old. You will find a 70-year-old. All of you selling houses and renting out houses. The learning in that nice. room is incredible. So the science of property management is, 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 is such an incredible and a powerful way of starting mm. your property investment journey. Because as you learn, then you come across these houses that are cheap and what and what and that's how you can even mm. begin your property investment and journey. And you also meet investors in you the process. Investors. You start to build your network. So I think that um, people can, that is such a good idea, Amizo. You can go in yeah. and just have your yeah. vision and say, okay, I'm going to do this. But within the next two years, I want to see myself owning my first property. Let me do this, you know? Absolutely. And just use that as a learning curve. I Absolutely. I mean, my Brilliant first, advice. my very, my very first sale was a a three million rent house, and you get your four to six percent commission. Come on, yeah, right. For someone who comes from zero to a six percent of three hundred thousand, that is an incredible amount oh, of three money. million. And yeah, of three million. Six percent of three million. Of three that million. Is lovely. Yeah. That is nice. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forever saying, you know, property is so much opportunity. And what I like mm. about it is it doesn't discriminate age, shape, size, level of learning or level of education. Doesn't matter. Property is such Love a it. beautiful place. Yeah. Oh, man, this is what a gold nugget, guys. So if you're starting out and you don't know yeah. where to start and you don't have the funds, this yeah. is a great place to start. And also the thing is that you're learning how to look for deals and yeah. you can eventually move into exactly. sourcing, you know? So exactly. this is so, so powerful. Yeah. Um, my final takeaway is, oh gosh, why has it now slipped my mind? Oh, sorry. You got excited about mine. <laughs> I did. I had it in my, at uh, the back of my mind. Okay. So. And I let me look for another takeaway. Oh, this is not so... the auction one. Oh no, I found it. My okay. final takeaway is uh, the risk and what what Matimba said about how he's lost a lot of money and oh. how he's also made a lot of money. So a few weeks ago, guys, I had a class that I did with Wendy Luhabe for uh, transverse for transversing liminality, which is yeah. an incredible organization that works with young girls. And they'd invited, they'd asked the women who they want to have on a personal finance panel. And they'd chosen myself and Dr. Wendy Luhabe. And mm -hmm. one of the things that Dr. Wendy Luhabe said was, if you are, if you are going to be an investor, you have to be willing to lose money. You can't be scared of losing money. And she said, it is inevitable. As you go to, as you go on your wealth building journey, you're going to lose money and you can't freak out and stop investing because that happens. It happens to every investor. So you just have to 
get your mind right and be okay with that. And hearing Matimba say that just reminded me of saying that he's lost a lot of money, but he's also made a lot of money. And because that's part of the risk of investing. So that just reminded me, and that is my takeaway. And I was sharing with all my clients this takeaway. I did a whole video on it (laughs) because I found it so super powerful that she said that because I, and I was telling her that actually she helped heal me because I know in 2021, I made what I thought was silly and bad investments, but I see by the end of 2021, I saw how much I had learned from that, but I had lost so much. Like, I think when I calculated, I was like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, I think I've lost about 400,000 Rand. And I was just And to lose that in a year as an entrepreneur, I was beating myself up. But after that, I did the work. But just hearing Dr. Wendy Luhabe say that, I feel like whatever remnants of, oh, my gosh, I I shouldn't have done that, we're still there, have completely disappeared. And I'm just like, actually, I learned so much. And these were those hard lessons that hard lessons. You have to go through the journey as an entrepreneur, as an investor to learn these lessons. And now I know better, you know, and I'm doing better. I don't just know better, but I'm seeing myself in 2022. I'm doing better. I'm behaving Mm -hmm. better. So, yeah, yeah, big takeaway and so important. It's all over the social media. I talk about my, my unit that I bought that mm. never cash flowed, right? Yes. And 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 you you will, you will. And someone was asking me, so what qualifies you to be a property mentor when you have made a bad investment? And I'm like, you know, I don't know if it was a bad investment. It was a yes. good lesson. It was a good lesson. Yes. I know <laughs> what <laughs> and that exactly that loss is what makes mm. me a property mentor and a good property mentor because exactly. I can tell you I can smell a property that's not gonna cash flow. And if you are looking for cash flow, because some people buy, you know, a non-cash flowing yeah. um apartment, but they are looking for appreciation. But that's not what I was looking for. So mm. on my part, it wasn't what I was looking for. So yeah. But no, also, no. can I say, I have seen it firsthand with you as you do deal analysis for the stock file. Yeah. They're like, you have learned so much from, uh, from your journey and totally. from business <laughs> and investing. So when we sit down and we have conversations, I can see that like, this is not just theory. This is coming from experience, uh, you yeah. know? So when and we it, talk about things, it's often from that space. And I love is. it. And this yeah. is why I love having you being the person analyzing the deals for the property stock file. Yeah, no, I I don't. I said I don't play with money, but it's it, yeah. it's even worse. You have to honor your investors as well. So it's a it's an yeah. incredible. This this podcast really makes me happy. This episode was it such does. a gem. Really, it really, really was. Yeah. Without further ado, let's move on to the next segment of the show. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Hi guys, welcome to the next segment of the show. 
as usual, I'm going to have Mizo set us off on the journey to magical expansion. Right. These are the same five personal questions we ask every guest to help us understand how they create their own magic and expand. So Matimba, share with us a book that changed your life. It can be a business book. It can be a real estate one. can be on development or prop, uh, property management. Any book that changed your life. Hearing Grasshoppers Jump by Raymond Ackerman. Um, the founder and owner of Pick and Pay. Of Pick and Pay, yeah? Yes. He's actually written two books and I love both of them. The other yeah. one is called Four Legs of a Table. Four Legs mm. of a Table. Wow. Four Legs of a Table and Hearing Grasshoppers Jump. I need yeah. to read these. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we don't read enough of our own South African books, eh? Right? Yeah, yeah no, I'm very excited at the prospect of reading Actually. this. Yeah. So, uh, Matimba, what keeps you inspired? I think I'm, 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 an, I'm an internal optimist, you know. I, I, <laughs> I love this country. I love this yeah. country with my heart and I and what keeps me inspired is waking up every day to make a difference. Mm. And using, using the platform that God has chosen for me, responding to this calling that I have, but to make a difference in other people's lives. Okay. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell me, Matimba, are there any things you wish you had known before embarking on your property investment journey? In your business, in your capacity as a property investor, are there any things you look back and you think, Dan, I should have known that. I wish I had known that earlier. Don't spread yourself too thin. Okay. I mean, when I was busy with the property business, I, I, I got excited and I wanted to, and I opened a restaurant. I both. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, because I had, because I had extra cash and I felt uh, one of my dreams was to have a restaurant, one of yeah. my biggest mistakes yes. ever in life. Mm. So, 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 <laughs> the restaurants are so intense to run Gosh. and manage. And so, so it taught me a huge lesson. I lost a lot of money sure. and, I, and I really felt I, didn't, I shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So stick to your lane. Stick to your lane. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say it. I, I just I also just just the authenticity of it. Yeah. We 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 do mm. that. We do that. And mm. yeah, maybe you were buying a piece of real estate, Martin, but you are forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Matimba, what do you think you still need to learn in property? I still need to learn how to get government involved. Get government involved in growing or big investors. Let me just say big investors involved in, in, in building mega projects. Okay. I feel that I, I've been in this industry now for over 10 years. I'm ready for to play with the big dogs. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I mm. and, and for me to do that, you need you need critical stakeholders who are able to fund and support your vision. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You are on the verge of it. I can just feel it. Yeah. I can just feel definitely. it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're and Martin, on the verge. You. Are. So tell me, do you have any property resource that you want to? send people um it can be a book it can be a podcast it can be a youtube or any of the socials is there somewhere where you want people to to find some property um investment but Mm. i don't i don't have a resource per se Mm -hmm. i i have a spreadsheet that i've I've perfected over the years that allows you to Calculate with precision how much money you will make in your property investment. And I've been building up on that spreadsheet for years and years right. and years. Right. Wow. Right. That is my biggest resource. Right. Hmm. Yeah, doing deal analysis is a is a huge thing for most people. They are so scared yeah. of it, and that's why they don't do it and they buy. So, but mm. is it something that you share and can you put it somewhere on a web page? Uh, can people? I've not, sh- I've, not, I've not shared it. You know, I'm still <laughs> thinking whether I should share it for free or I should because I've spent <sighs> a lot of time, a lot of effort. I've a lot of failures, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Share it. That's no, why. definitely charge for it. Make it into an app and charge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have got, I have got a proposal for you after this. It's fine. That okay. is such a great thing. It's, yeah, and you can actually share your own platform. Can, can people find you on the socials? Um, I mean, you are a property manager, so there must be some yeah. service that you're selling. I mean, if you, if you, if you want to see me, I'm, I'm Matemba Masinga mm-hmm. or Matemba Matemba Properties. Okay. Uh, on all platforms, mm-hmm. you find me Instagram, Facebook. I've had my Facebook account that was hacked though, so oh, I've had shame. to open a new one. So you don't be surprised if you see two of those. Mm-hmm. I'm unable to get access into the old one, which had almost everything. Oh, uh, wow. So, um, yeah, um, so find me. I mean, even if you Google me, Matemba Masinga. Mm-hmm. I think you should be able to find some of my YouTube videos that I've had, some of the things I've done, what I'm currently doing. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Like this. I like it as well. So, mm-hmm. Matimba, can you please tell us what was your intention for coming on this show? Why did you say yes? And if your intention for doing the podcast is that you meet the big dogs, we've had quite a few incredible investors on the show. Just yeah. say it. They listen to the podcast. So what is your intention? What are you hoping to get out of this podcast interview? And how do people reach you to help you fulfill this intention? I think mainly my the intention was to just meet with like-minded people Um, Mm. but also secondly was just put my story across and see if it resonates with anyone anyone who wants to connect with me who wants to partner up with me i'm always looking for new ideas 
I'm always looking mm. for people to collaborate with. So yeah, I think that's the long and short of it. We awesome. are most grateful for your story. You know, sometimes some people start listening at our to our podcast from episode ninety-five, for instance, and yep. there is some young black person who is sitting there thinking this is what I want to do and that's how they find each other this podcast has done incredible partnerships and it um, really has oh it has I I mean the stories we hear and and people that send us emails and, and messages on Facebook and Insta are amazing so amazing partnerships come from here you are in the right place Thank you for yep. your story. This is this so is much for having me. Wow. <laughs> yes. But um, I will I will start listening to the podcast. I must say I even mean, I even at the time, but yeah. I will start listening to the podcast as I drive every day. Yes, please do. And how do people reach you, Matimba? So people that want to partner with you, how do they get hold of you? I'm just going to give out my email address, which is matemba mm-hmm. at matembaproperties.com. Okay. Uh, people can also reach me on my social media handles, Matemba Masinga. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost on all the social media platforms. Uh, but the best way to reach me is via email matemba at matembaproperties.com. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Reach out to Matimba and thank you for tuning in today. We're really grateful. But before we go, we have to say we are sponsored by the Property Magician Stockstyle. Um, as we record this, we've raised, we're in the middle of deal number five, which you would yeah. have heard about in the previous episode of this podcast. We're still in the midst of that and we are fundraising. So if you want to be part of the Stockfell, please go to Stockfeller, the Stockfeller app. If you're in Namibia, Lesotho, South Africa or Swaziland and you download the Stockfeller app and look for Property Magician Stockfell. If you are outside any of these countries, don't despair. You can still be part of the Stockfell. Go to wealthy-money.com forward slash stockfile. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash stockfile. Stockfile is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L. And you will see how you can join if you are not part of these four countries. So far as we're recording this, we have raised about uh, 250,000 rand. Uh, wow, that's great, guys. Yes, in the last... Five days, right? Five days, right. (laughs) Yeah, in the last five days. But in total, as we shared in the last podcast episode, we've already raised 2.6 million rand since Mm -hmm. we launched in August 2021. So, guys, this is exciting times. We look forward to having you in the stock file. Have a fantastic day further. Thank you, Mizo. Thank you, Property Magicians. And thank you so much, Matimba, for coming on and inspiring us. Pleasure, guys. Stay safe. And uh, thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help 
people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.